Hi, hi, hi. Today I have a special guest on the show, someone that I've always wanted to have. So it's really cool to make this happen. Um, to begin, I guess I'll just start with tell us about who you are and what have you been doing lately? Hello. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here on G Talks because my name starts with a G, uh, even though you don't hear it when you say it. Um, uh, my name is Hema Castro. I am an artist and a composer and musician uh, based in LA, born in Long Beach. I'm, uh, what can I say? Yeah, I've been, what have I been doing lately? I have been collaborating on some new music with some other composers, producers. I've been helping other um, musical artists 
um, create their visions for their music in the recording studio. I work as a recording engineer at Stone's Throw Records, so I work a lot with um, artists there. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing lately. Um, I'm also preparing for um, another installation that I'm having later this year. So those are the three things. Uh, also, um, I've been working out a lot. I've been kind of um, on a fitness tip for the last year. Yeah, those are the things that come to mind. About installation, we'll definitely get into it later. Super excited to talk about installation. Um, can you share what you're working on for the next installation, or is that still like in the progress? It's gonna be. It's a uh, so. Um, it's gonna be at Soma Arts Gallery uh, in. Um, Oh, Soma Arts Museum. I, you know, I'm not at the point where I really know the difference between gallery and museum, but it's going to be at Soma Arts Blank in San Francisco, and it's going to be on August. It's in October, and it's going to be up for a month. Um, so I'm really excited about it. It's going to incorporate video and sound, and actually, it's going to also incorporate sculpture this time. Um, and it's part of a big group show, so um, hopefully, there's going to be a lot of foot traffic. Mm -hmm. And um, that's all I can say now, I think. For sure, for sure. Ah, oh, so excited for that. Um, this is so interesting. So when I was doing my research on you, I think I watched some of the interviews that you did um, and some of the visuals and listening to like your recent, what? <laughs> recent like EP and everything. This is funny because we're like FaceTiming basically. Yeah. So I could see um, how much like expression and everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> For the EP, like, I don't want to pronounce this wrong, but, like, the Angelus, the Angel and Demon, like, how mm -hmm. do you say that? Angelus y Demonios. Okay. Ooh. It's, like, the G in my name that's, like, Hema Angeles. Angeles. Y Demonios. Y Demonios. Especially mm -hmm. in this EP. Um, there's a lot of different elements, and it's not, like, a music era that, a genre that I was, like, that familiar with but when I was listening like it just makes me feel things you know and like I don't understand Spanish but you were also sampling different voices I don't know who they are in relation to you um but in general like you know what made you feel gravitated towards music especially such a multi-element sound and like what has been your like specialty or just like something that you have been like putting more effort into when, when when it comes to producing and like putting out projects um yeah I don't know if that's a clear question but. hmm I think I think I'm getting that you're, you're asking me uh what is my um oh what what, what drew me to music and right yeah um that's interesting because I've been asking myself that a lot lately because um as you know I've been doing some more installation art and installation art and I feel like um I'm obsessed with like art in general you know and um and so I'm like why did I choose music I have like you know like I have this painting I did here and I used to do a lot of visual art like mm -hmm. you know but um I don't know I, I mean I, I just always liked it I think before when I was younger um I was extremely shy as a as a in elementary school like very painfully shy um and i remember i had this fantasy of like what it was to be a singer i saw it as like you know 
I felt really shy and not good about being shy. I know like being shy is fine. I have people who love being shy and it's not a problem. But for me it was, I had very like, I don't know, I just felt very scared. And I thought that the opposite of that was being the singer, you know, like they stand on stage and they make a loud sound and everybody looks at them. And I just thought like, you know, that was the antithesis of who I was, you know, as a child. And so it always felt like, you know, grass is greener on the other side. Like that's, that's what I want to do. And I think I just always kept that in my mind um, about specifically singing, but then I always love music. I don't know. I mean, I guess I feel like everybody does, but I feel like, yeah, I just really, really um, gripped onto that and made that my thing since forever. I think, you know, it was a combination of like being extremely shy and scared and then having that vision of what, what the opposite of me would be and paired with like my love of music mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, made that what I really, really wanted. It really scratched all my itches. And then later on, I found out, I realized that like the artists who I liked growing up kind of were more artists who did incorporate, you know, through their album artwork, through their music videos, they were the type of artists who, who really did have like a vision for the visuals and who really did like, um, you know, like the visuals really matched, you know, they all like artists who like really were trying to push the limits of the visual aspect, you know, like you know, growing up, I was really into like NERD and Connie West and Erica Badu and like uh, people, you know, people who are like the more artsier ones. Um, so that's kind of what gravitated uh, me towards music um and then uh, what has been my specialty or my genre um yeah <laughs> i don't know i really don't know honestly i feel like um angeles y demonios it's it means angels and demons and um it was a very solitary album i think it was kind of and i've been reflecting on this just because i'm like you know always reflecting on everything but i um, I had this really big issue for a long time, um, trusting other people, like in the creative process. Um, and so when I made Angelis y Demonios, I was like, I'm going to do this all by myself. Like I'm going to write it. I'm going to produce it. I'm going to mix it. I'm going to master it. I didn't actually master it. So it's just like an unmastered album. I was like, I'm going to do all these things and it's going to be me in charge. And I felt very strongly about it. And I feel like it's one of those things where like you're, you sometimes are your um, worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like that album was very painful to make. Cause I had this, I had this big ego about like, it needs to be all me and I don't give a fuck what everybody says, you know? And, and uh, so, you know, music can be like a really lonely process, just like anything, you know, I feel like I was very addicted to this, like, I have to make this thing if I and or die trying, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, sometimes I feel like I could have enjoyed it more had I like let people in the process. Mm-hmm. So um, it's so funny, because I feel like that's kind of how it feels like angels and demons, because I feel like, you know, you are both of those things to yourself. Sometimes like I'm following this thing I really like and love. And I want it to bring me all this joy. But then also like, you don't realize that like by being so narrow minded about it, you could be like hurting yourself and like, you know, be your own devil on your shoulder. Um, But that's kind of like an ironic thing about that title. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty like free flowing genre wise. I'd be down to try anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you know, I named some artists who I listened to growing up. So I feel like, you know, in my mind, those sounds always feel like good music to me, you know, like, oh, well, that's good. Like, I know that. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty open minded about styles. I love using found recordings, like field recordings, like those voices you heard. Mm-hmm. It just feels fun to me. Um, I feel like it's more relatable, which is why I use them. And it also is just like, yeah, you know, I want I want the work to speak to me when I'm making it. Mm-hmm. So it's cool when you hear like parts of your actual life in there, then it feels like, oh, yeah, this is really me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty open to anything. I, I really like singing in Spanish, but sometimes I sing in English and my new stuff I'm working on, I'm working with other producers, I'm collaborating. I think something I've learned from uh, working at Stone's Throw and working, you know, as a producer and engineer for other people is just like, you know, good music is made by many people together. And that's also fun. Like, it's great to like collaborate, like, you know, making your art can feel like a fun party and experience. And like, that's not a bad thing. Soy de Ichillo, me llévale a tu mamá este, por favor. Ando dejando mis suéteres que me, que me dieron el año pasado. ¿Por qué salió un chillón a mi nieta Erika? Aprendan a mí, que me aguanto.
I do want to add something. You asked me earlier what I was working on. I forgot to mention, I just started working on a music video for the album. Oh, it's very late. As they, as you know, the album came out last year, but um, I feel like it doesn't even matter anymore because what is time now with like the freaking pandemic and yes. I'm an independent artist and that's the beauty of being independent is you do whatever the fuck you want, you exactly. know? Exactly. So um, yeah, I'm making a, a music video for Rest Your Bones. I'm very excited. I'm working with this um, film collective, well, production crew called Juntas. Mm -hmm. And there are these three filmmakers and um, yeah, we just started working on it. Fire. I'm excited. I love mm -hmm. music videos. Me too. Yeah. Take your yeah. time. <laughs> thank you thank you for giving me permission to take my time <laughs> not the permission but yes but i think it's good to you know tell yourself it's fine um yeah i'm saying oh yeah you're such a versatile artist whether it's like performing or producing and installation as well like how have you been navigating your visions like does these like different lanes kind of collide for you or like do you it's just like how do you navigate each different 
I don't know. It's not like a separate thing because these are all like art, but I feel like they just have different ways of creating them. So, but how have you been navigating them? Whether it's the visuals or producing music or performing in front of people or like, because I also saw you performing in like a choir situation. Yeah, so. Depends on the day. Mm. Um, I feel like I recently had a heart to heart with my older brother and he was like so what do you want Emma what is your goal mm-hmm. and I was like well I want to be a Grammy award-winning composer and producer and I want to like be on the huge scale projects and I want what I do what the music I make to be um, something that's very important and then he was like okay great how does this installation work help you get there? Is it a distraction? You know, you only have so much hours. If you spend all your time doing these other things, how are you going to get to that goal? And I kicked and screamed and then told him that I wasn't ready to have this conversation right now. I guess we'll move on to the next question. I don't know. I just really, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I feel like days, some days I'm like that. Mm-hmm. And then some days I'm like, look at me being able to do what I want to do. And like, this is so fun. And this is something I want. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I feel like maybe I should pretend to be like super positive and have it all figured out but I really um I don't know I'm still figuring it out actually like for instance this thing this museum in October I had a hard time like deciding if I should do it but then I realized you know it's something I really want and um and and I think I deserve to do the things I want because I mean, I'm like everybody else. I like have to make sacrifices. I work. I like, you know, I feel like I just want to like do what I want. And I don't know. I feel like, uh, I, I think it's really inspiring when you meet someone you admire and they tell you like, you can do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I try to like be that person for myself. Sometimes I'm like, well, if I met this person, what would I want them to tell me? I would want them to tell me, you can do anything, Hema, you know? So I try to tell myself that when I'm feeling like shit, I'm doing too much. I'm like, you can do anything. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think that's perfect. It makes sense. You know, like you said, it depends on day to day. Yeah. But then today, okay, sorry, continue. Go, 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 go. Uh, Today I went to see a friend of mine's art show on my way back from the studio. And it was so cool. Uh, His name's Ozzy Juarez. He had an art show and I went to go see it and I was like, fuck. That's so cool. And like, it's so cool that he, he did this like vision, you know, it came to life. And then, I don't know, I feel like, I feel happy that like, you know, slowly but surely, like I'm, I also like do my own visions 
And I feel like I would feel horrible if I like knew that like I was stopping myself from doing like the kind of stuff I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And also, not that I've been there for your installation for, um, is it called, is it, do you say it as sa sa sa? Sa sa sa. Sa sa sa, yeah. Like not that I've been there, but I feel like sounds and like visuals makes a lot of sense when it comes from like someone who produced it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's pretty much connected. And that I know like you definitely like, conducted or like put it out in a different way but it just made perfect sense for me to like look at your project I was like oh yeah Hema did that like oh, yeah of yay. course Hema would do that like something like that so yeah not that I'm like answering the question but like for me that's how I understand it um when I saw your work when you're- that's great yeah yeah I also feel like it's, I feel like you know art, that's like a cool thing you know like artists should be expansive over anything you know like we you put an outfit together and like oh of course that person put that outfit together you know exactly exactly so that's how i feel um about sasasa yes <laughs> could you walk us through the installation itself um especially from like you know what was the starting point that drove you to put the project and make it make it like come alive um yeah and what inspired you to create the installation and how was the creating experience? So we could just talk about it. Yeah, uh, well, Sasa Sa is a video installation and it's basically like all my favorite moments of, of my life. Um, well, I think it started because I, I was I knew I was gonna do a video installation and I was like, okay, I wanted to just make something that was, I had never done it. So I just wanted to make something that would be super pleasurable for me. And I just thought like, I don't, I don't know, CalArts, I, I, I just saw a lot of like very conceptual things mm-hmm. or things that I felt like as a viewer, you really had to work hard, you know, to sit there or things that were just like too challenging. I felt like sometimes I had to like suffer through things, performances, shows, you know, I just, I wanted like the opposite of that. I just wanted it to be like very, like very pleasurable. I wanted it to be like all the things we like about the world, you know? And um, so the first thing that came to mind was I thought about how like, um, I'm like someone who's always like, oh, I like looking at my camera roll on my phone and I like seeing other people's camera roll. And that's like very cool to me. Um, and I always thought, you know, like when I'm obsessed with someone, um, I'm always like, I don't always do this, but something like that would be really great. If I had like a huge crush on someone, I would love to see their camera roll. Like if I could just get in their phone and read their text messages and read, <laughs> I'm toxic, but you know, like, you know, I want to go through your phone mm-hmm. and I really want to see what you have in your camera roll. Like, that'd be so cool. I'd love to see your selfies. I'd love to see the pictures you take of your feet of you know like anything like i feel like it says a lot about people like the Mm -hmm. pictures even like screenshots of like a google search you know Mm -hmm. i really like that so i thought oh my gosh to me as a viewer that would be my ideal thing like i would love to see you know if i was obsessed with this person this artist i was really interested in them i'd love to see their camera roll and so that's kind of how it started thinking about like the intimate moments because they're intimate moments that are like just for you things you find really juicy things that you want to go back to um and so i really kind of like followed that idea and so i went through my camera roll 
uh, and I have Google Photos, so like it all gets backed up. I save it for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just gonna go through my whole thing and like find the juiciest, like things that I think are really interesting and juicy moments, things that I like. And so I, I found like all these videos and, and um, you know, I think that's why sex tapes pop off so hard because it's like really intimate, juicy yeah, things. Yeah. It's like the thing that like you love, but like you wouldn't show other people, you know? And I, I kind of like, you know, some, I felt like, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of like that. Um, but um, yeah, so I did that. I, I found them all. I like watched them. It was so fun to flip through them because I thought, oh, this is all the cool stuff. Like I would find like videos I took of my friends doing funny things, like selfies that I like, like pictures of videos of me, videos of like intimate moments with like a lover or something. And I thought, oh yeah, like I, I remember just like going through the dot dot, like, you know, pressing the space button on the file mm -hmm. and on the files when I, I put them all in a folder. Mm -hmm. And I just thought they looked so cool. And uh, so following that, I just tried to go with things that were very instinctual, mm -hmm. th things that, you know, like, you don't, I don't have to think about why I like that video, I just like that video. Um, and then, um, and then I started thinking about what song to put through it. And I was thinking about composing it. And then I, I looked up that song because um, that's the song I'd always hear in my childhood. And I felt like it was super, it's, it's um, just like, I just, I don't know. I just, it was just something like I'd only really hear at home or like with Mexican people or uh, people of color, like brown Latin people. Um, and so it was always, I knew that when I was hearing that song, I was like in a, like with my own, you know? And so I would, I play that song in the background and I started flipping through the videos while I played and I was like, oh, this is it. This is like scratching me in all the right places. Um, and then, yeah, and then as I like kind of like started going through the videos, I felt like a lot of the moments in the videos, I don't know, like this song and I don't know, I feel like growing up, like I grew up first generation and, and I feel like um, I didn't actually, like I feel like the neighborhood I was in, now it's like pretty, pretty mixed, but I feel like it was a very, there was a very like stigma about being clearly a child of immigrants mm. um i feel like there was like mexican people at my school but they were like second generation or third generation they like you know spoke very white or like their parents spoke english you know very well and uh like mine really like my my parents were uh, immigrated in their late 20s and were undocumented for like until very recently until like five years ago so there was a lot of kind of like hiding that happened i remember i would one like ask about like their citizenship and things and I, I wasn't even allowed to talk about it they were very scared to talk about it out loud they'd be like oh people might be listening um so I don't know I felt like there was a lot of hiding about the things that were like really important to me that really were intimate and familiar to me and so um yeah so accommodate that's something I really actually learned through making the work that I felt that way um and so that's why it felt really special to have it very public like that, especially in a, a setting where you go there and you're supposed to watch it and you're supposed to intake it, take it in. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how the main parts. And then there's like a, for a beginning part of the video that um, features my abuelita, Alicia, mm -hmm. her talking and her conversation with me. Yeah, just like really intimate moments of, of my life, really.
-hmm. and i like the two screen like that must be so immersing i don't know i feel like it's way better than one screen when it comes to like oh yeah yeah constantly i wanted it to engulf people yeah uh yep mm -hmm. i feel like you did that definitely the process behind the project and Hillis damn I hate myself you're doing great you're doing great that was a lot better than the first time and Hillis is e... it e demonios very good demonios yeah demonios and Hillis e demonios um yeah both the music production and visuals um specifically Serena's on the is it's one of the singles right you know, actually, that's just a, that's a single, but it's not a part of Angelis y Demonios. Wow. Oh, okay. Is it not? Yeah, no. Wait. No, it's not. I don't okay, think so. Okay, okay. It's not. Okay, okay. It's okay. It was going to be, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. It's just, a, it's just a single. Okay. Well, we could talk about the music production for the the EP. Um, and, like, what was the process behind it? Like, yeah. For Angelis y Demonios? Mm-hmm um it was uh it was um it was a big operation 
the songs are all made in different times and different places with different laptops with different gear like it was hard it was really hard i told you like it was a very like i willed that fucking project together mm-hmm. and um that's something that i don't want to ever do to myself again i really want to prioritize the process like enjoying the process mm-hmm. but the music production um let's see the first song i started with a friend um, i asked him to play drums on it and uh and then um so that one i actually like uh, and it's all remotely so i wasn't there with them but i asked them i asked someone to send me different parts for different instruments and so that one was really strung together the second song uh crazy i did all by myself here um at my desk and then the third one oh no the second song is why Oh gosh, I'm really mixing everything up. They're so good. The first one is Rest Your Bone. Second one is Why. Third one is Selena. Okay. Fourth one is Secret Lovers for No Love. And then Crazy, Shine Your Light on Earth 3. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those were just like made um, in Ableton, playing playing into stuff and then singing on top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of them also came from a long time ago and that I found them. I had a lot of songs that I was making around um, for years. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my laptop stolen before I like backed anything up. So, and there were songs I really liked. And the only way I had them was through emailing them to a friend or texting them to a friend. So mm-hmm. I found the, the files and I just put them out like how they were. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to finish a song or change them, but I thought, you know, they were fine, you know. So that's what that was Secret Lovers, but No Love. That was also Shine Your Light. Mm-hmm. Those were two songs like that. And then Why and Crazy, I wrote very like isolated. Mm-hmm. And then Free was also one of those laptop songs that were like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, Rest Your Bones. That was a hard one. That was like one of those songs that I, I did try to collaborate. That's actually one of those songs that were like, harder because I did try to collaborate with someone but then um uh but then they kind of like ghosted me afterwards and I had to like really ask them and like be like okay fine you don't want to work with me anymore or work on the song just send me the files and then after like really asking several times they like sent me the files and then I was able to finish it on my own so it was a big like damn okay I gotta do this no wonder. Whoa, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. I know. That's why I look at that era and I'm like, damn, she. That was like kind of painful. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now I have a different lens when I listen to the album. Okay, say less. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Should I like not share this? Um, no. But you know, it was also cool. Like I was just very. I think if anything, it just shows me like my my determination 100%. to finish something. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. super driven I think like you said earlier you were pretty much giving yourself a hard time to finish it like, yeah I felt like fuck this you know yeah. it was my spite really I felt annoyed at that person who like was kind of like I just you know I took that I guess I took it pretty personally mm-hmm. and then I was annoyed at like that my laptop was stolen and mm-hmm. that I just felt like all these forces were and then my own self-doubt, like trying to, right. I feel like all these forces were like against me. I mean, obviously there was so much for me too, but I was in this space where I felt very like, 
And so I thought, and I'm just going to put it out. I'm going to make it together. And, um, but I definitely want to make more room for joy and like, I want to enjoy my process going forward.
down to the visuals, which you have also put out a lot. Um, right. Super excited for Rest Your Bone. Um, but when it comes to, is this Serena? Serena. Mm-hmm. Serena. Yeah. Um, I, could you tell, like, like, what's the significance of that visual and like this, like maybe the storyline even? And yeah, why did you, like, what's the meaning behind it? And I like, I think the constant use of like the red cloth was really, I think it was really eye-catching for me and I really wanted to understand what it was about. Hmm. So Sirena was a song I wrote when I was, um, kind of like getting over like a my, my childhood friend best friend breakup it was like female like doesn't matter their gender but they were like you know we had this like sister bond we we're very like best friends for years and then we had this like falling out you know very painful and hard and um and i took it once again very personally and um and so around that time a lot of things yeah i just yeah uh, a lot of things were changing and i recorded that song um because i felt like i was like i felt like she was kind of like very you know and someone's like very close to you but then like you don't talk to them anymore and then they could be basically dead you know it doesn't even matter you know like you guys are not in contact they they don't exist in your world anymore i kind of felt that about her about us you know Mm -hmm. and so i thought about like a mermaid i really like mermaids and i thought you know she's like a mermaid like she's just like all the way far in like another world where mermaids exist Mm -hmm. they probably exist in this world too but like i just haven't ever seen them and i felt like that way about our friendship you know like it it only really exists in my mind you know now Mm -hmm. and i felt very emotional about it clearly so I, i made that song and um and then at that, and then I, I, I really love that song. I had never made like a song that free before, you know, like ambient, I guess that's how I consider it now. But I hadn't made a song like that that just felt so free and, and you know, no beat, no anything, just like vibes. I really liked it. So I, I had an attachment to that song. And, um, I I knew I wanted to make a visual for it, mm-hmm. and so I um, I started thinking about that you know the inspiration behind it, and my friend at the time, Lizette Hernandez, uh, we were, we were talking about it, and um, you know she she had she had uh, expressed to me that she was interested in doing film and videos Mm -hmm. and um and so i asked her one day i was like oh you know what i think that like you should do the music video for it you know Mm -hmm. um and i don't think that at that point they had done any like video art before Mm -hmm. but i thought you know this song is all about like um you know like friend a female friendship or like a sister bond and Mm -hmm. and i thought oh that'd be cool like if like they would just do a music video for it Mm -hmm. um so we talked about it and um and so we thought that the story would be like this pulling away of people Mm -hmm. by forces and this red cloak is like 
the things that pull us away from like our childhood self or like our past self or like things maybe we're not ready to, to be taken away from. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt that about like my friend who I had the friend breakup with. We were just like, we had been friends through middle school, through high school. And um, I don't know, have you seen Insecure? Yes, of course. You know, no, it's how it's yeah. all about me, Amalia and Issa, like yeah. their friendship. And like when they have the breakups, it's like so intense, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. and there's many reasons. It's it's like they're growing up. It's like men, you know, it's patriarchy. It's like mm-hmm. what kind of women they think they should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's many moments where like the friendship could have broken up, but they've mm-hmm. made a choice to like really stick together. And, and so I felt like that red cloak was like, was like, patriarchy it was like this like competition between femmes it was like this like insecurity or just like i don't know whatever like pulls people who really care about each other like apart um and so that was kind of like the thing and i also felt like because this person was so attached to um like my childhood you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i felt like us like pulling away from each other was kind of like our entrances into our adult lives Mm. um so that's why the beginning is like pulling apart like these two red forces pulling people apart um so that was really the inspiration that's what the red cloak is that's what the red people are Mm -hmm. it's like um when i wake up in like the forest and i'm like just like really uh, shocked and scared it's because I'm like realized like I've lost like a part of myself um yeah so so that's that's basically what that is so it's like this search to come back to yourself to come back to your inner child or you know this part of yourself that sometimes like you never get back you know and and so it's like you know growing up loss of innocence loss of things some things you're not like you know society i mean i think like that's something that we strive to do as we as we become more actualized is like you know these are things that my life is going to look like this and and stuff but sometimes i feel like you know that like early 20s yeah. is like a lot of like these big decisions or mm-hmm. a lot of like growing pains and i felt like i felt very like heartbroken by a bunch of those things like that so that's why there's like this big pulling away and um and I'm like with my and I'm pulling away from my little sister who's who's like oh, playing yeah. like a younger version of me yeah. or she is a younger version of me you know we're different people but like you know she's like my little sister and uh-huh. you know we have our own issues so it was like this big pulling away and then we thought about like you know how water you know we're submerged in water when we're in the womb you know so it's a place of like comfort and femininity and, right. and uh, maternal safety and and life and so yeah it's a very femme i feel like the i don't know i feel like it does talk a lot about like femme kind of experiences Mm -hmm. families were split part of the family go back part would stay or you had instances where the father would go back but the mother would stay in the u.s because she had My dad left when I was 10. I never saw my dad again. How is anybody going to compensate me for that loss?
If I were to ask you what advice would you share to anyone that is working on their passion, like what would it be? Or honestly, to your old self or to your current self? Hmm. You can do anything. <laughs> like what I said earlier. Well, yeah, just that. Um, yeah, you, you can do anything. Yeah, you can do all things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like everything is everything is possible while while you're still alive. Everything is possible. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that like, I remember this one professor told me one time, like the only way that you like won't get to do what you want to do is like if you like were to stop trying, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. like any time that you like put, you know, your heart and your effort and you put action into that goal, you're you're only going closer to it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, last question. Um, what do you wish to accomplish in the near future? We talked about your future projects and everything, but is there something that you're like, mm, I really look forward to do that? This music video. Because yeah. we're in the beginning stages. We had our like first meeting. We talked about the production. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a huge undertaking, but like I really want to do it and we're going to do it and get this shit together. And um, yeah, so that's that. I am working on like a bunch of my goal is to have like fish, six finished songs mm-hmm. by the end of the year, like mm-hmm. completely mixed. Um, that doesn't mean that I release it by the end of the year, but just to like have like six songs that I feel like are fully finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are like these two important passion things that I'm working towards. And then the installation's cool. I think the installation is cool because like I know it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like I have the deadline, I have the setting, you know, I feel like, okay, I'm that's I know it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. But mm-hmm. the, the music video and the songs are like, okay, that's like something I have to real, I have to make sure it mm-hmm. makes happen. So mm-hmm. that happens. So those are like the two things I'm really focused on right now. And um, yeah. And then just being more business savvy about all of my choices. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. That's yeah. Important. Growing my business as an artist. Yes um well that's the end of the g talks with oh oh thank you so much for having me gunil 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 yes you got it Um, (laughs) thank you yeah